Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. This is the Soul Sisters Podcast. If you're listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially part of the SSP community, so welcome. And for those of you who tuned in for our previous episodes, thank you so much for your support. We absolutely adore y'all. Courtney. Yes. Ooh, why are you why are you <laughs> looking like that? And why did you respond like that? <laughs> Like, you didn't know I was about to ask you, how are you doing? Like, this is I nothing think, new. I, this is season I two. Think, I think <laughs> I was expecting to hear Sissy, and I heard Courtney, and I was like, oh, okay. Anywho. <laughs> how art thou? I'm quarantined. <laughs> Y'all, I'm really sad. Like... <laughs> I think I'm just sad because I just want to go somewhere. And usually I love being home. But now that I'm forced to be home, it's like, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm, it was cool for the first week. But I've been doing this for two weeks. And I'm I'm not losing it. But I'm like, all right. Like, today I just got in my car and I drove to Walmart. And I, like, drove back. I go to the grocery store across the street from my house when I'm bored. Because it's like, what else is there to do but eat? So I go get food and then I'm just like, I'm just here. I walk outside. I walk around my apartment complex. I do TikToks. I'm just here. Everybody's doing TikToks. Man, it's wild. And then of course I'm working. So that's on top of like me just feeling trapped in my own house. But yeah, I can't complain. And gotta, I'm getting a lot of good time, a lot of good worship time. A lot That's of good. time with God. So that that is what I appreciate the most. Yeah. But I just yeah, I don't I just don't wanna gain weight and like just well, eat myself. Eat I'm i I'm not though. Like I'm it's I'm buying said than done, food. Though. It is Because a lot of times when you're bored you feel you just gotta eat. Because you just yeah. bored. Not because you're hungry. Because but... there's, there's something to do. Like, I found yeah. myself on Pinterest finding recipes to cook for this weekend. Like, cakes and cook. I was like, well, you don't need all this. That's the stuff that's going to make you fat. <sighs> Listen, I know. Get some recipe for some salads. <laughs> I know. How are you? I'm doing well. It's Listen, it's a weird time we're living in. Like, it's it's a weird time. So, not officially quarantined. I can see it happening. I'm expecting it to happen. Blessed. Um, but I'm I'm doing well. All is well. I think the biggest thing was like the gyms closing down. Mm-hmm. And I I train like six, seven days a week. So I have invested into gym equipment, which is not cheap, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Didn't realize like how much it costs, but as long as I can just get some physical activity in, I'll be good. I'm actually mm-hmm. enjoying the whole staying at home thing because, listen, I pay so much to live here. I might Man. as well. Enjoy. And this is the most, like, I'm getting the use, the most use out of being home. That's so true. I see That's it true. as enjoying my investment. Right. Enjoying your rent. 
basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing good. good. So y'all, we have introduced a new segment, Kingdom versus culture and the premise of this is to address any hot topics or anything that's being discussed by pop culture um because typically on public platforms especially on social media we get worldviews that are contrary to god's word and how he expects us to live our lives so we want to encourage one another to be imitators of him despite what the majority thinks because living a kingdom lifestyle is contrary to culture are you ready for this week's topic? Courtney? I'm not, but She's here not we go. Ready. I'm ready. It may be because I was the one that thought about it, but I'm <laughs> so ready for it. So this week we are going to talk about our government leaders. Ooh, y'all, the way she looking at me. <laughs> I'm just, I am waiting to hear what she says. That is all, Okay, y'all. so with the recent outbreak of the coronavirus, it's a time where we see our government officials stepping up and using their crisis management skills during this unprecedented time. Of course, people will always share their opinions, which is fair. We are all titled to our opinions. But we must be careful on how we speak on those in authority. Mm-hmm. I wish y'all could see the way she's looking at me right now. <laughs> y'all, I am literally just watching my sister talk. That is all I'm okay. doing. Okay. So let's let's unpack <laughs> this. Let me give you the culture perspective, right? <sighs> culture will promote disrespect, mocking, and threatening of our government officials. For example, let's take President Trump. Okay. Many people say things like, he is not my president, or will describe him as dumb or an orange buffoon, right? We've heard it all. We've seen it all. And President Trump isn't the only government official that we hear people talk about. We hear and see this a lot from members of Congress and and officials at the local and state level. Are you okay, Courtney? (laughs) I'm just fine. (laughs) Okay, great. So that's culture. All right, cool. That's culture, right? But for those of us living a kingdom lifestyle, we should promote and show respect towards our government officials regardless of how they act. Why, why, why? I know that's what y'all are thinking right now. Well, (laughs) let me tell you. Because this is something that we are instructed to do. Um, Romans 13 says that every person is subjected to the government authorities because all authorities come from God. And those who resist government authority are actually resisting God. Those in authority are considered God's servants and submitting to their authority keeps us out of trouble and it upholds God's principle. So let's be clear here. SSP... (laughs) Is not defending President Trump's actions, words, or the signs of disrespect that he does show because he does do that. We're not defending anyone. He, He does, he along with others, they say and do things that they shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay to disagree and even dislike government officials. However, we must respect them and that includes praying for them which is also something that we're instructed to do in first timothy the second chapter if you don't believe me go look it up yourself 
So that's kingdom versus culture, right? Let it. We shall not play into what culture does when it comes to the disrespect of our government officials, but let's be kingdom lifestyles, um, live that kingdom lifestyle and make sure that we are respecting those in authority, praying for those in authority mm-hmm. um, in, in just honoring them mm-hmm. and obeying them. Thoughts, Courtney? Because I know you have. No, I think I think it more so when we discussed this at first, I think it convicted me more than anything. And because I have like personal views of just like 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 President Trump is straight up disrespectful. But Mm -hmm. reading those verses, it's like, yeah, God does say this. So it's like I can't pick Mm -hmm. and choose what I want to do what you know, what God instructs us to do. So it's like. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Let's, let's so, take yeah. it a step further. Let's take it a step further. Because it says that um, all authority comes from God, right? So this makes me think about Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Israel was like, hey, God, we want a king. Give us a king. And God was like, no, you don't want that. Because if you get a king, this is what's going to happen. He's going to take your the, the finest of your men. He's going to take your land, do all that. God tried to tell them, hey, this is what's going to happen. These are all the bad things that are going to happen if you get a king. And they kept saying, God, we want a king. We want a king. And he was like, okay, here's your king, right? <laughs> <laughs> that did not end too well for Israel. So could it be that someone was praying for a president like President Trump? Right. Could it be that someone wasn't a fan of Obama? Right. And was like really praying and asking God for a president that was more conservative um, or a president that was more on the opposite end of Obama. I don't know. Or could it be when Obama was elected? We were praying. Someone was praying for a more liberal president. And that's what we got. A president that implemented and legalized gay marriage. Just, just, just saying. So, listen, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. But let's let us be mindful of what the text tells us and what we are instructed to do. That's Canaan versus culture. Ooh, drop the mic. We are going to discuss something that most people are afraid to discuss, um, which is insecurities. Um, People do a great job at masking how they feel about themselves. And, you know, I would even argue that those um, who are believers are the best at doing this, partially because we may not know how to address our insecurities or we may not even be aware of them. So. On the other hand, many times we cannot separate, you know, someone's gift calling anointing from a person, um, which may prevent them from being vulnerable while they're living behind a mask. So, Imani, why do you think people are afraid to address their insecurities? Well, I think the obvious answer is because it's something that's personal Mm -hmm. and we tend to view insecurities as flaws and and people don't like to expose their flaws. Like people don't want to show off or even tell you about the not so good things about themselves. And secondly, from a Christian perspective, I think sometimes 
we believe that we have to present ourselves as perfect people. Mm-hmm. Especially if you are called to do ministry. And because we feel as though we have to be perfect people or at least present ourselves in that way, um, that prevents us from sharing our insecurities or even um, seeing our insecurities for ourselves. Mm, that's good. What a what about you? I think, yeah, it's personal and there's a lot of, there could be a lot of backstory to why those insecurities are there and like all the root causes of them. People can just be plain out embarrassed too. Like just plain out embarrassed if it's a physical insecurity or like um, a non-physical insecurity, like, yeah. And I just think fear, like we don't, we just don't talk about it. So it's like, being open about it it's like no one else talks about theirs and like how are they gonna perceive me if I'm open about my insecurity mm-hmm. yeah something you're insecure about okay three things okay the first thing I'm insecure about is my voice Mm. Um, growing up, I've always heard, oh, you talk like a white girl. I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. So it, every time I ask someone, what does that mean? They have yet to be able to explain that to me. Anywho, um, eventually I moved past that because I realized it was the way that I was able to present myself that got me the opportunities that I wanted. So I moved past that. But ever since I moved to the South, it's come back up again Mm -hmm. and it's because I am surrounded by people that I'm still getting to know Mm -hmm. and they consistently mock my voice or try and imitate me or ask questions like well why do you talk like that and my response is talk like what Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's because I don't have an accent or um, the way someone explained it to me is that I speak in a proper way. Um, but that's something that more recently than lately, um, that has come up as an insecurity of mine. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing are my chubby cheeks <laughs> that I have. Um, I've always had them. And the reason why I'm insecure about them now, because I'm 22 and they make me look like I'm 13. Mm. (laughs) And I want to look like an adult, but they um, force me to look like I'm a baby. And then another thing is um, I feel like I have a fat face. So I'm very cognizant of the type of glasses that I wear or even um, how I style my hair in order to make my face appear more slim than what it actually is. And the last insecurity of mine is um, my family. So ever since my parents got a divorce, the concept of family has been weird for me. Um, because I don't feel like I fit in with anyone in my family. I don't feel like I fit in on my mom's side. Um, when it comes to my daddy's side, both of his parents have passed away and the family members on that side of the fam family, um, I'm not too close with them. I just don't know them that well. And then, um, I'm part of a blended family, which I'm the youngest of seven girls. 
Um, the thing about that is I'm in a different life stage than everyone else. So I'm the only one that is either not in a relationship or doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we all get together, I still feel out of place, which is ironic because I have a great relationship with my daddy and my bonus mom, Mama Gina. It, but it's just, I still just feel like I'm out of place. I feel like I don't fit in with my family. Um, I feel like if there's a family gathering or family function, whether that's my mom's side or um, my daddy's side with my blended family, if I'm not there, like, the show goes on. Like, no, nobody feels like anything is out of place. Nobody feels like, oh, it's different because Imani isn't here. Mm-hmm. Um. So that those are my three insecurities. Thank you for sharing, Sissy. Yeah. What about you? What's something you're insecure about? Yeah. Um I real I realized early on um that I'm I'm different than a lot of people our age. And I've been that way for a long time. So like there's a lot of things that I haven't done or have no desire to do that's considered normal to people our age um like partying drinking like I'm not that kind of girl like I have literally been in a club once and it was only because I thought let's let's give this a try and I promised myself I would I would probably never do that again um and just different things like I've been called traditional um, and so those things of like, dang, like I'm not like the typical college girl. Like I don't have crazy college stories. I, I, I don't have any crazy phases where I just wild out. Like I, I have none of that. And so that really did something to me, like in college, when I realized like how different I am, um, and just those aspects. And, and I think I could attest to like, like the um, for you for you as your voice for me it was like I've always been considered an Oreo like white girl on the outside well black girl on the outside white girl on the inside I had people actually call me that and it was prevalent in high school like being the only black girl in honors classes or AP classes um, mm-hmm. all my friends were white and then going to an HBCU it's like oh like th- it was just a completely different thing Um, So just being different in those two aspects and I didn't like it. Like it got on my nerves. I really wanted to just fit in with at least some of my college friends and my college groups of just like wanting to go out, wanting to do this stuff. And it's just like, that's just not me. And um, one of my mentors told me um, to accept my different, like, that's what she called it. And she's, she's literally just like me. Um, and she was just like, accept your different, your different is what makes you, you. And so it's gotten better, but like being called traditional, I think that was like the hit, like traditional, like, what does that even mean? Um, so that's one, um, I think not having an active or present father, that has been another insecurity. Um, so like, you know, every girl wants that. And even like explaining my family, like structure and like to coworkers or friends, like I always leave my dad out. Like it's my mom. Like 
oh, my mom's coming to visit me. My mom did this for me. My mom is doing this, that for me, like my sister. So like, I don't include my dad on anything because you just have just, it is, it's just like a, a weird place for me. And because we have, we're not close and because we've had a strained relationship for many years, it's just like, ugh. so yeah, those are, those are my two. Hmm. Those are my two. Something came to mind when you were like, I'm different. And like, I instantly thought like, no, you're set apart. That's what Whoa. I was and that's another thing. Yeah. That was another thing that I had to realize. Like, you're not supposed to be like everyone else. Like, God didn't call you to be like everyone else. But in some sense, it's like, dang, I want to be like everyone else. Like, I, I don't I don't want to be different, God. Like, I, I want to, like, have these crazy college stories. And I can say, well, girl, your mama was wild back in the day. I have no stories. Your mama went to class. Your mama made a 4.0. Your mama was did did leadership stuff. That's all your mama did. That's all your mama did in college. That's what I'm gonna tell my daughter. You know what? One of us needs to have that story. Man. Okay, I'm glad one of us does because I say that to say like you're you did not miss out on anything like the <sighs> drinking, the partying, the clubbing. You did not miss out on anything. I, I appreciate that, like sissy. In college, yeah. Listen. Man, okay. all right. <laughs> and I say that because those things lead to unintended consequences. That's and I, I think that's that. the thing. At one point, I was like, I got no story of just like something going bad and me. Like, I was just, and it's not, you're not supposed to, but I was like, I just have no like really crazy wild story. Like, I don't, so I, like, I can't tell. It's, it's okay. Be holy. Holy. Be holy and traditional. <laughs> Do that. Be holy. According to Psychology Today, the three common causes of insecurities are failure and rejection, lack of confidence because of social anxiety, and perfectionism. So, what are the root causes of your insecurities? Ooh. Well, when it comes to the way I speak um in my chubby cheeks it's definitely like the lack of confidence because of social anxiety or like how I'll be perceived in public um so again with the chubby cheeks like everyone's always like oh you look like a baby with your chubby cheeks and we'll proceed to try and touch my face that's not cute when you're 22 years old like it's just not if I was yeah. two okay but I'm 22 <laughs> I'm grown I'm grown grown okay <laughs> So it's not cute when it comes to my voice um, now in public spaces outside of work, because nobody ever gives me slack for the way that I speak at work, which says something. But I'm going to keep you pushing. Um, but I'm more cognizant of how much I talk in public. So I will try and limit how much I speak to someone, especially if it's a person that has joked about the way that I speak or mocked or anything, I would try and limit how often I speak because I don't want to give them that opportunity to make fun of the way that I speak, which is hard yeah. because I am a talker and yeah. I love to talk and I'm a sucker for good conversation. But just that thought like, Imani, they're going to talk about how you speak or if you pronunciate a certain way, they're going to... um 
make fun of you. So I keep that in my mind. So I really just try and limit like how often I talk, which is not good. I shouldn't have to do that. But because Mm -hmm. it's something I consistently hear. And I don't know if it's because I'm in the South. I don't know what it is. But because it's something that I consistently hear, I'm just a lot more aware of it. Mm. What about you? What are the root causes of your insecurities? Um... I think I, for the, the, the different part, I think it, it was being told and being, and realizing how different I was. So in high school, like being the Oreo, being, um, the only black girl in honors and AP classes and not feeling like I had a solid friend group. Um, that was one in college. It was more so that like I, I had my girls, but then like, like I, I knew I was still different. So like I knew that I just knew that I was still different. And then going into, you know, deeper into my collegiate career, like you, you meet more people and you just realize like that ain't my scene. That's not my crowd. And it's like, why isn't it your scene? Why isn't it your crowd? And it's like, and it, it I guess the knowing that you don't fit in causes the insecurities. Like I don't fit in. Like if I like prime example, when I went to, the the that club like y'all I was so uncomfortable like I knew I shouldn't have been there like I was ready to take an uber back by myself like that's how like uncomfortable I was and just knowing like being in club culture and just feeling so uncomfortable it just made me more insecure like dang I really don't belong like and everyone else around me is having so much fun and I'm just having such a hard time enjoying the space so that's it for that one um Regarding like my father, um, I just, I think because ideally like for me, I would want like the, the two parent household. And I think that is like the root cause It's just like, I want that so badly. And like, like, I want to feel like when my dad walks me down the aisle, like not saying he won't have a reason to, but it'll, it'll mean something, you know what I mean? Like, because we don't have a close relationship, I just don't know how that'll feel. Um, and with that has come like perfectionism. I suffer really bad from perfectionism and thinking like, um, I had to be a part of this is like, if I had to be really good at academics, like if I was super good at school no one could beat me out of school. Like no one could ever beat me out of my, my grades, my, how hard I worked. And so I figured if I was really good at that, um, my dad would take notice. My dad would have something to be proud of me for because he took so much notice. And I have a half brother, um, in his sports, like, like we would, I would spend the night when I was in high school or even middle school and on Saturdays, we had to go to all of my half-brother's sporting events. And even he, he had a girlfriend. And, like, we had to go to their stuff. And I think um, young, when I was younger, I had a dance recital. My dad never came. And so I figured if I was super, super smart and I worked really hard, I made a 4.0, that that would give my dad something to brag on me about. And so that caused perfectionism to sort of happen in that process. So, Yeah. Ooh, that was deep. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing. Is there anything, like, when you think about your future, 
Um, is there anything that you fear that you may be insecure about? So like for me, for example, because I don't have the best relationship with my mother and for um, a very pivotal time in my life, I did not have that mother figure around. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I won't um, be a good mom, especially if I have a girl. Cause I'm different with men than I am women, yeah. um, which I'm working on. But like, that is, and I don't want to speak that over me, but that is a thought. Like, do I even know how to be a mom? Like, um, or even just that whole like fear of continuing that generational cycle of strained mother daughter relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean. Like, is there anything that you can think of for thinking that you're like, I don't feel too confident about this area of my life. I think more so not too, not too confident. I think I'm super protective of like when it comes to dating and finding like having this future husband, I'm like, Oh, you, whoever you are, you have to be a present father. Like you have to be a great dad. Like that's a non-negotiable. And that's something that like, I'm not that I fear, but something I'm super protective about. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm overprotective with myself about it. And like, I don't let a lot of people, if if a guy approaches me, I really don't give them the time of day. I'm like, Lord, is he my husband? If, If I have any kind of inkling of yes or no, most likely it's no. It's like, don't talk to me. So I'm super protective over that, which I shouldn't be because I may be blocking my blessing, child, but I'm super protective of that because I want my children to have such a great relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fear. And another thing that I, I don't say, I, I've, I hope I don't, I don't think I will, but this is a, something that I've seen on social media where, you know, parents, moms, don't have a good relationship with their fathers and then they get married and then their daughters have super good relationships with, with their husbands and they get a little jealous. I pray like that's never a thing, but I've seen that on social media. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing because like I raised my hand, like that was my situation. Girl. Yeah. And so I'm praying, <laughs> I'm praying that like that, like that's never a thought. Like I want it so bad for my daughter like so bad and I just I don't think that I would be jealous but that's something I just don't want at all that makes sense yeah thanks for sharing so how are you managing your insecurities Woo. um yeah the different thing I've sort of just come to the conclusion it is what it is and um I'm set apart that's it is what it is like at this point I'm like I'm 23 it's just like you have no choice but to be different you are who you are and that that has made you who who you are and there's nothing that you can do you can fight it all day long but who like what God has called me to be I will be um so yeah I pretty much accepted that one when it comes to like managing my my insecurity about with my perfectionism and my father more so with perfectionism, I'm no longer in school, so I don't have to like be perfect Patty. Like I don't have to be perfect Patty that was on campus that has made this brand for herself and people know me as Courtney, the girl with the 4.0, Courtney in leadership, Courtney this, Courtney that. Um, so I don't I don't have to be that anymore, which is very freeing. 
Um, and I'm getting rid of like the, the perfectionist mindset more so only because in the working world, you're, you're consistently learning, you're consistently getting better in your roles. And like, I have no room for perfectionism in corporate America because they're just, I'm going to mess up. Like I I usually mess up something every day, something small or something big, whatever. And it's just like, Hey, talk, talk to my manager and I fix it and I figure it out. And like, I move forward and nothing bad comes from making mistakes. Um, as long as you get back up again. So in that, yes. Um, with my dad, like therapy, of course, all of that. Um, and just sort of, I've gotten better with talking to him and just being a little more proactive and just like getting over that. And answering the phone and like carrying on conversation and and sort of in some ways bringing him into my world a little bit. So that's helped manage a little bit. Um, And then with perfect back to perfectionism, I suffer from extreme anxiety because of that, like extreme anxiety. And this is why am I getting emotional? This is something that's like really hard for me my anxiety started in college and it's just picked up and more recently it's gotten to the point where I couldn't manage um where like two three weeks ago I was waking up every hour having panic attacks and it just was like no this is not sustainable so I've been on meds whoa that's like the first time I've said on that out loud why am I about to cry I've been on meds for two weeks um, because of my anxiety, um, because of how out of control it's gotten. And I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And it's it's that's an insecurity in itself. It's just being on meds for it's like Jesus should have worked. Therapy should have worked. I should not have to result to this. Um, But yeah, that's how I'm managing those all of that. How are you managing your insecurities, Sissy? Um, <sighs> so for me, I really just have to change the way that I think about it. So when it comes to this lovely voice of mine, <laughs> um, I really have to just think about how my voice is so important and it's so distinct and it's so unique that God wants to use it to reach people. Yeah. Um. So I have to just change my thought process. And I think about, well, Imani, think about the um, opportunities that you've had because of the way that you're able to present yourself. I have to just switch my thinking. When it comes to these chubby cheeks, they're not going anywhere. Like if you've known me all my life, you've known that they've been there and they're not going anywhere. And I've just accepted the fact that that's just what makes Imani Imani. The curly hair and the chubby cheeks. Those are Mm -hmm. two things (laughs) that make Imani Imani. Um, So I'm just learning to embrace it more. And when it comes to the whole family thing, that's just something I go to God in prayer about. Mm -hmm. um, Praying about the family that I want in the future and, and, and my husband and my future kids and really just being intentional um, and being specific mm. on the family dynamics I'd like to have and and feeling um, secure in that forward thinking. So it's it's easier said than done, but 
you just have to like switch your thinking about it yeah mm-hmm. and one of the things that I realize is like sometimes like they don't always last like they come like sometimes you're really good at like oh yeah like yeah. for me like I'm different. Okay. Like I'm good. And then something could trigger it. Like you said, with your voice, like you were good. And then like, it could be brought up again. So it, there, it's never like a constant. And sometimes you don't, it could be not addressed for so long. And then it, something triggers it. it's like, dang, that is how I feel or things like that. And so it's everything's a learning, a learning process with just managing and staying afloat. Yes, and there's there's nothing wrong with having insecurities. No, like we all do, and even thinking about the people that God used, they were the most insecure. Yeah, like Moses, he was insecure about the way that he spoke. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with it. It's just making sure we don't dwell in it, dwell in it, mm-hmm. right, and stay in that place. That's where we okay have to make that change. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, y'all, the Bible verse um, for this episode is Psalm 139, 13 through 14. Um, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I think this verse can be, like, brushed over because, like, oh, yeah, okay. But this verse is so powerful, like, God literally knit me together. He knew all of my features. He created all of my features. He knew all of that I would be. Um, And he, like, like it says, like, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And he crafted me. I am God's masterpiece. And every little thing about me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet were made by him and those are the and 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 then the non-physical things those are all things that are created by him and so we have to look at them in those in those ways like god made me like this and there's a reason there's a purpose why all of these things are going to work together so be encouraged to know that like you are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the whole universe like what not the universe. The whole, right, I'm weak. The whole, the person who created the universe. Somebody's still got to explain this whole universe thing to me. Like, I'm oh, still, yeah, I don't I know. Still, I still need I. Answers. It's a disconnect for me. It's a whole disconnect. So, yeah. Thank you for the verse. You're welcome. Yeah. Let's wrap it up in prayer. All right, all right. Okay, so Heavenly Father, we thank you just for accepting us, flaws and all. Um, Thank you, God, for loving us despite how we may think, view, or see ourselves. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us see ourselves the way that you see us. God, let there be a new wave of confidence. Let there be an increased confidence among your people so that we are no longer bound um, by our own insecurities. In fact, God, take those insecurities and use them for your glory, God. Use them to show how mighty you are and how you can do anything we can do anything through you for nothing is impossible with you God so I pray God that each of us just realize who we are through you God give us your vision heavenly father so we can see us in the world around us the way that you do in Jesus name amen amen so y'all new episodes every Wednesday 
Um, and if you have any topic suggestions, please fill out the form in our link tree, which is in our bio on Instagram. Don't forget to join our Slack channel where you can connect with other believers and with us. Like we have a fun time during the week. Great discussion. And let us know how you think about this week's episode. We really want to hear your feedback. Um, even if it's not this week's episode, the premiere, we just want to hear from you all. So thank you again for listening in and we will catch y'all next week. Bye. Bye.